0: Hello, two, two, hello chat. 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 Industry Industry, chat. Industry. Chat. Industry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich and on the podcast today, Eric San, aka Kid Koala, one of the world's finest DJs. And creative souls, the spirit of Jim Henson is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back and prepare to be dazzled.
1: Kid Koala. Right. What's happening? This is my uh, pump up the volume late night jazz radio voice. Oh my God! Just woke up.
0: You sound great. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And it's
0: great to see you again, man. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. We're going. We're rolling here on... You know what the podcast is called? No. Industry Tactics. Industry Tactics. Okay, here we are. Do you know how delighted I am to crack open... And this is the last episode of the podcast.
1: Why is that? Because you were my endgame.
0: You were my endgame. When when Krista (laughs) Muir put it in my head, she started talking about you when I interviewed her. Right. And I'm like, man, that is a guy I need to speak with. Okay. Now that we're, when we're done, mm-hmm. this will be probably not the end. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'm, I'm really honored and delighted to have you on this podcast.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: You're, uh, you're here in Toronto. Yes. Fresh. This is going to go up tomorrow. So okay. like, this is fresh. Mm-hmm. You're just dried from the rain. Yes. <laughs> but what an Mother amazing Nature. thing. Yeah. Mother Nature got in the way. Well, she didn't get in the way, man. She made it perfect.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I had umbrellas in front of me, navigating, getting hit in the face. <laughs> the water dripping down.
1: It's a it's a Squeegee. different different kind of uh, <laughs> communal experience. I guess. <laughs> I saw a lot of a lot of people on the sidelines here hiding under these. Yeah, passes. yeah, yeah. It was run for cover. There's lightning.
0: Yeah. We can't even serve lemonade. It's that dangerous. Right. Right. And I like that. I mean, but the thing I noticed while watching you was just, and I've seen this every time I see you do anything, giant smile, man. Like, you know, you, you didn't, I don't, it, it didn't phase you. Well, it must have phased you somewhat, right?
1: Uh um, you know, no, I can always think of worse jobs. Amen. Even playing in in the rain. Um, more of what was going on in my head up there was I was trying to navigate the can Continually, uh, they kept updating what was happening. So <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's mm-hmm. a thunderstorm warning. We gotta hold for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and then stay tuned. And then we waited thirty minutes. Like uh, we're holding another thirty minutes. And they're like, okay, no, we're ready to go, but we need you to set up 20 minutes. We ran up and got ready in five minutes.
0: It looked like a ba- It reminded me of baseball. Like, yeah. rain out, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> damn, let's finish this thing.
1: And, I, and so, but we were ready in five minutes. I was like, should we go on? And they're like, no, no, no we're still holding now. I'm like, what? Oh, boy. And then, and then yeah. uh, eventually, it. Came, I think it clocked in at 22 minutes. Yeah, it yeah. It's probably one of the shortest shows. Uh,
0: How long is that show, uh, The,
1: the they, Final they level They me. Yeah. Well, once we were on stage, my, my tour manager just comes and was like, "Actually, we only have two minutes after, yeah. after that track." And I said, "What?" Yeah, I <laughs> no. saw that. Yeah. But um. Happy Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. That's all, as long as I was it's squeezing the two minutes. Um. But uh, yeah. So that was fun. It was. It was normally uh, the set list. I would have had different transitions, and I would have had ways to okay reload all the turntables properly but since we had to start cutting tracks because the this, this set yeah I realized like we'd end the track and then ta-da you know audiences uh uh clapping and stuff and then i'm just staring and and, and realizing oh wait no i have to reload all these turntables and so there's these awkward but but, but that was nice
0: that was nice too because (laughs) we we, we got we got to hear from you right it's like you know a shout out to leader hose and lucille happened because of that right and uh that's right that's right and your kids on stage i run this show that
1: was that was a treat man yeah yeah, their um, grandmother <laughs> bought them those shirts. Aww. And, uh, Maple, yeah, Maple, the, the elder one, she's actually, uh, she's the reason that song even exists, because she was a huge fan of Yo Gabba Gabba yeah. when she was about two years old, and that's the year uh, they'd reached out to me to join their tour. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. I always said there's probably only a handful of times or maybe one or two times where... What you do, you know, is actually cool in the eyes of your your kids. And so I figured I'd cash in on, on that one, even though, she,
0: you know, it was literally her favorite show. Amazing.
1: Amazing. So when they asked, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And, and,
0: uh, oh, yeah, and going through the dance moves with them yesterday was yeah. uh, in the rain was yeah. just, was a joy.
1: I remember actually that, on that tour, we went, uh, we, we got to. Hang out backstage, obviously, and I asked Mabel. I was like, do you, you want to meet the characters? And she said, Oh my Absolutely. God! And oh. so we went to meet them. Yeah. And I guess what she hadn't realized, seeing as that she was two, mm-hmm. um, was that she'd been watching it on an iPad. Her whole, big, you know, her her understanding of the show was on an iPad. So her understanding of these characters are that they're about this big, two inches, like, they fit in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, so when we went to meet them, she sees them all, and I think Muno, um, the the red one with, yep. with the with a single eye that doesn't <laughs> blink, um, was probably I don't know seven six and a half seven feet tall. Oh yes. And I, and I said, hey look, it's Muno, and Muno <laughs> kind of looks down into this <laughs> one unblinking eye and reaches his arms out to give her a hug and she just lost it like started crying oh that's terrifying looked it out of the room and traumatized forever Yep. so you know you so go. you you toured with that show
0: like th- th-
1: yeah they were doing a, a live tour wow of arenas it's oh man two-year-olds and their parents and <sighs> just packed arenas of yo gabba gabba uh, fans and families. It was a pretty spectacular tour, actually. And uh, they called it the Super Music Friends Tour, so I think sounds amazing. they had, uh, d- depending, uh, yeah, I, I only did a few shows with them, okay. but I think they, they brought in uh, musical guests to uh, do a bit during the show. And then Biz Marquee was there, Rock was there, obviously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, I wanted to
0: ask you, like, just seeing the show the yesterday. I guess it was a oh, little right. truncated. You, was it? What does Hent, Jim Henson mean in in your life? Like, it just felt very Jim Henson. Oh, oh yeah. man,
1: so good. I think. Uh, yeah, he's sort of. Uh, His spirit was alive yesterday. Yeah, for I mean, he's now. always been. Yeah that for me ever since I'd known, even actually before I even knew that, I think I was a fan of uh, the Muppet Show a lot and didn't realize, you know, most of it had come from this gentleman's mind. And it wasn't until my mom had, uh, she copied off a VHS, onto a VHS tape, an actual documentary of, the, the, of Jim Henson. Um,
0: this is While He's Alive?
1: uh I believe yeah, I believe it was yeah, yeah, um yeah. and and it it showed some of the behind the scenes of the Muppet show stuff, and it just totally blew me away immediately, and it kind of changed my whole uh, outlook on how stuff like that is made. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Totally. At first, you kind of just roll with it, and then you realize there's a lot of production behind some of these bits. I remember there was one part where they talk about in the Muppet movie where uh, they're riding their bikes, and he wanted to see their legs for the first time. You don't usually see the Muppets. Puppet legs, legs. yes, yes. And so they were showing footage of they had this crane above, and and uh all the kermit on the (sighs) bicycle and uh miss piggy on the bicycle were on you could see their legs and the way you know the mechanisms to just make it all work yeah yeah but then on top of that he said okay we want them to do figure eights which was just like Mm -hmm. nearly you know, (laughs) one (laughs) one leg on the bike yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so just taking it to this whole other level. I think he's just constantly pushing the envelope of what what was uh, possible and what's been seen, you know. So...
0: Well, paint, painting elephants pink, too. Like, he, he went for it. Eh? Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah, a exactly. colorful guy. Like, just...
1: Yeah. I think him and Jim Henson... Uh, sorry, him and Charlie Chaplin. Jim Henson yeah. and Charlie Chaplin are the two guiding lights and entertainment. I always loved that huh. they were able to do stuff... Uh, that was kind of cross-generational
0: yeah like, yeah
1: and and at the same time you know there was always a, a lot of heart in what they what they're doing I think never it never seemed malicious in any way but from a creativity standpoint that uh, some of the most advanced I mean you, you look at even Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. the, the technology that he's bringing into his films uh, right no, no one had seen anything like that before. Yeah. It's st- even today, it still holds yeah. up. I just yeah. watch it, and uh, it's amazing to me.
0: Yeah, man, that's nice to hear. It's nice to get into, like, how, that was going to be one of my questions for you, is, is how did you kind of find this voice? Because you seem to really embrace anything from a graphic novel to an album is a chess set. <laughs> i don't know man you you you're
1: to two, two fourteen foot
0: spiders yesterday right it's like you right you
1: <laughs> there was one there was a nine foot ogre and a 14 foot spider i think what what uh yeah i don't know i think well i have to blame the brits partly for that also and okay namely the monty python right on through whom i grew up listening to their records um it was when I was just getting into DJing, you know, probably 12, 13, 14 years old. And just, I remember seeing the Holy Grail, for instance, and just having that alter my perception. Yeah, <laughs> no a doubt. Deep paradigm shift after that of what's what's possible in a film. I think, yeah, I could name that. It would be like uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. And uh, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, or Dead Alive, as it was known here. I mean, those are three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three films that, fr- I mean, definitely on the top three. You know, Coen Brothers, Hudsucker yeah. Proxley, yeah, a little good. later after that. Um, but... Of that era, like that late 80s era, those those films were... Um,
0: Didn't Peter Jackson work with large puppets, too, or am I, or am I dreaming? Like no, the, yeah, he had meet done... Meet the Feebles uh, or something? Yeah, yeah he had yeah, done yeah, that, that, but in actually mind.
1: in Bad Taste, Yeah, th- there was a lot of that. Um, the aliens were, were <laughs> puppety and also... <laughs> yeah, and... and it's um, good stuff. In Brain Dead, also, mm-hmm. but I think well, yeah, I saw those films and I and I just didn't realize that films that creative could even be made. I just wasn't used to seeing that, and then realizing later that okay, well, these were ended up being more uh, films that came out probably didn't do that well in the box office, mm-hmm. and then ended up with this huge culty following in terms of you know when people actually discovered it and realized the the fun and the artistry that was in there. So that that's always been the stuff that kind of been more drawn to. Um, do you like Monty the, Python especially? Yeah. I, yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen Flying Circus. I saw the Holy Grail when okay. I started buying their records and right. and I was just listening to the records and that changed. That and the Muppet Show albums, like it changed forever what I thought was Normal on an album. Right. You know? Picture book, like a, a lot of those would be like
0: turn the page, like records yeah. with, with books co- along to a company,
1: right? Yeah, they're read along storybooks. Yeah. So yeah. even if you just look at the Muppet Show album, oh, so good. F- in terms of track listing, you know, it yeah. goes from one sketch to another song to a you know a ballad singing frog to pigs in space and but there's a through line there somehow and the through line was always the humor and the heart and and likewise for monty python i think you know they literally had a show Mm -hmm. called and now for something completely different (laughs) and so there was this idea of channel surfing through your own uh network nice of silliness and (laughs) they were able to create this universe where i felt anything was possible and i felt really drawn to that ethos i think you know what what about them as a band
0: like they're like the what are they they're five p you know what i mean like the right gilliam kind of wedged in the middle there, just fucking everything up but like <laughs> do you like that you the idea like that they're a
1: troop they're a band yeah, they're, a, yeah. they're you know like I don't know something I mean those things that. Th- th- I could I could remember you know kids in high school who, who knew every beat Mm. Of some of those sketches and could recite them, mm. you know, as such. And I realized it's like, oh, this is not even a song, but they're they're they've listened to it enough that it's become yeah. sort of part of their DNA. Yeah. And I think that happened to me also. I just got lost forever, I guess, listening into listening at the to those uh, albums, um, including. Yeah, I would say Monty Python, the Muppet albums, the yeah. Chit Chong records at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There was so much dimension to what was happening in terms of the production, you know? Yeah. Like, there'd be the sound effects and the Foley and everything. And really, yeah. you didn't even need, even if it came from a film, you know, I know when they recorded those bits, they were actually just in the studio, of kind of, yeah almost radio play style trying to create yeah. this uh, or set up this this setting for you in which the story would take place and I I just love that I just love recordings that did that so I think when it's time to do my first mm-hmm. albums with Ninja that was actually it was inspired more by those types of records than, than it was uh you, you know like a dance floor record or a, a record that yeah. you yeah you drive fast to or whatever it was it was literally m- more uh, about that just trying to see if i could create my own demented universe where these characters could kind of collide and
0: you're doing it that's i love your universe that i think that's it i think that's what what i'm 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 trying to get into is the you know uh vaudeville like and then Mm -hmm. and then now now you're going in that direction you've been going in that direction just celebrating that the silliest show on
1: earth ladies and
0: gentlemen you know it's 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 great like you're celebrating what you love you know yeah
1: i've always taken the the silliness part very seriously in that nice i could that's what i enjoy and and um I just want to make sure that I never start taking it too seriously. Right. In, ter- in terms right. of life. <laughs> in terms of... Yeah, yeah. So, even even if it's something like, oh, well, this is kind of commercial suicide in terms of street cred, I'm like, oh, well, whatever, we're going to have fun. And I realize in terms of... Uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, audiences, anyway, you know, the the... the I'd spoken to Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips, oh, yeah. and he and he was saying, you know, the, the audience will change every seven years. I mean, they've been done, doing yeah. it a couple decades when I have just been in show business. Mm-hmm. Some of them will follow you through through it all, but generally, you know, you have this opportunity to kind of... Uh, you know i'm kind of paraphrasing here but mm-hmm. in terms of like to rebirth every every seven, seven years.
0: years is that is that right that's the,
1: well the... i it makes sense to me in terms of i came up with in the hip-hop club scene where hmm. you know the kids that go to clubs like for instance are usually in college and and at one point they have to grow up and get real jobs and or they have kids and they start spending their yep. money on diapers rather yep. than uh You know, concert tickets and beers and stuff, and so you do you do see that. You know, I think overall, yeah, that there's a a changing of the guard in terms of who's in the audience. Um, That said, I think where I'm coming from, it's like I don't know. Time and age, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, is a, a bit more amorphous in terms of when I was 12. I loved listening to 1930s jazz, so I was always a bit out of sync with the times anyway, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so you grew up in BC. What's that? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Vancouver, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I remember you know, I started DJing when I was 12. I, I've been oh. DJing for 30 years now, scratching Damn. records, and I still get. Isn't RD. that beautiful?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> well, like, that's what like, I was gonna say—the like, Benjamin like, Button of music. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I saw you. We, we, we worked together 13 years ago. Yeah. You look like you're, you're, you're going the other way. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> what age twelve. Oh, silliness keeps you young. Again. Yeah,
0: but not this morning. Listen to his voice, kids. If you're listening at home, this is yeah. not the kid in kid Hello. koala. Yeah, this is the. Um,
1: uh, but some, I don't know, something about it where it. it just that idea of, you know, in 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 art or yeah. whatever you want to call it, there's, there's just, it's just about exploring where that inspiration takes you, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm realizing more than ever that, I, yeah, I was speaking to my friend Elan Mastai, who you should probably speak to, he's mm-hmm. a great author and screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, oh, he's in the he's in his forties now, but really he hasn't changed
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in terms of what he's doing, you know, back when he was six years old, he was just playing with his G.I. Joes and making stories up and making them sure, say sure. things and do create situations for them. It's like, well, now I'm screenwriting. I'm doing the same thing. It's just with actual, you know, it's all radio
0: plays and and, 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 and yeah, yeah. It's all radio <laughs> plays and puppets and and, and, yeah.
1: and you know, the joy of all that creative mix, right? Yeah, it's, that yeah, has yeah, yeah, changed yeah, yeah, yeah. To me. Um, I think what the it's usually what's what's next what drew me to turntables actually yeah. out of classical piano which is where i started what drew me away from classical piano and into turntables was the fact that it was about it was always asking what's next whereas um, my experience at the time mm-hmm. with classical music even though i i, I love it dearly and it mm-hmm. still has mm-hmm. my heart it just um my experience with it my my practical experience with it was very much a, a strict upbringing and in that and in that it was always looking backwards in terms of yeah uh it wasn't asking what was next so much as like can you do this the way it's been done for several hundred years and
0: right and
1: you're a forward-looking guy well no no know? i'm you know with with all due respect to that i was yeah. just like at the time i was too young you know when you're 12 when you're four years old, playing okay. piano, your teacher's telling you, you know, if you play it this way, it's wrong. And you're like, why is it wrong? And they can't tell you other than that. I'm like, well, it's been done this way for hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, um, I realized that the, just at the time, I didn't see how you could play it with any of your own uh, personality or mm. energy in there. It just mm-hmm. seemed very like a rote rehash of... sure. doing things a certain way and so but in now that I'm older I can see obviously you can bring all your life experiences into into these wonderful compositions and play it with your own story but at the time it was just drudgery (laughs) and so when I discovered the turntables it was completely opposite it was a much younger uh, scene obviously just a a couple decades old as opposed to a couple centuries old right right. And, and it was more about um What's next? You know, what what can you do that we haven't heard yet, or maybe it refers to something we've heard, but what can you do to twist it a little bit to put your own energy into it? And that's still kind of how I think of things. You know, like even if it's a live show or a live yeah. tour, I mean, I, there's context. If if you ask me, yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, very simple ways to connect the dots between any project i'm involved in. yeah yeah it's all that big
0: continuity of what you do i think it's I, there it's i totally see it yeah. everything from a bike tour of a city right for an exclusive group of 20 people which <laughs> i heard you know a friend of mine was on that bike tour that oh, was was In he? Toronto, and she, and she we just sat there and i'm just shaking my head going like he celebrates the opportunity in every city, like whether yeah. it be through through food or through, you know, something like that, like an experiential thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's not just in and out, do the concert or whatever it is. Because like, I, I think you were actually doing, at that time, I think it might have been the Illuminato music to draw to. Right, right. But then you, yeah.
1: you kind of parlayed it. And that's, exactly. that's all part of your world, right? Yeah it's, yeah, it's That's very inspiring to me. I mean, you want new experiences. I mean, there, there was a point even... As a professional touring artist yeah. where I was just rolling from city to city alone yeah, for up to, you know, over 200 cities a year. Jesus. And it became, yeah. you know, again, I, I some good things came of that and some bad things came of that in terms Kay. of the good things were I had a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah good because most of it a on soul. transit so yeah. a lo- you know i wrote a lot when i was on those tours yeah um and the bad things was you don't speak to anybody for
0: interesting it's most. like the night shift yeah
1: exactly yeah. yeah you're you're just in transit waiting at a train station or or you know um <laughs> at the airport or something yeah. and then you know you might speak to somebody during sound check for a little bit then you go back to your hotel and you go and do a show and then after that you're back and you have to go to the airport yeah in a few hours or whatever so I did that for a few years and and it was you know I saw a lot of the world but I actually what ended up happening was um I just started writing more which which is fine and I still enjoy that process but I think moving forward uh, the stuff that brings me most joy these days is mm-hmm. that is yeah not traveling by yourself <laughs> you know ah. on this tour you I actually bring have my family and yeah. my family yeah well yeah. And, and that that's it it's like what do I enjoy about live shows has always yeah. been the human energy you know even if you know even if it's, it's I, I think yeah I, I would always just put my money on that
0: but that's so interesting to me because You know, I've only toured with five, six other musicians, right? right? So I only know that world. I don't know the... Like, what I admire of the way you've grown what you do is you can do that, like, alone. And so so when I first met you, I'll never forget... Hey man, we're running three hours late. You just yeah. arrived in my hometown of Brampton, Ontario and you go, Oh, it's cool, I'll be back for uh, for seven and you just beelined for like the <laughs> local mall with a camera. You were filming. Oh, so. right. You were just in love with capturing stuff and just, uh, I just saw yeah. it. It's like it wasn't I didn't get the vibe that it's cool, I'll be at the bar. I got the vibe oh, right. of like of like I'm going to pursue something creative i'll be back to do more creative stuff with you when it's time i don't know it was just yeah. very
1: i mean now we're we're even <laughs> setting up to do something else which I, I thought would be a better use of time spent or of downtime spent on tour which mm-hmm. is actually shoot a series or a film wow. like a fictitious one uh on tour just taking advantage of the fact that oh you yeah, know, there we're, we're going to paris filming. and we're yeah. going to amsterdam okay. we're going to yeah to Berlin yeah. and yeah, yeah, Sydney yeah. and all these wonderful cities that we could use as backdrops that were literally there. If an actual film wanted to shoot in all those locations, it would be so overly expensive and now I'm I'm thinking about it as like, hey, if we have a crew like this, you know, five or six of us on the road, Puppeteers, Camera Opera oh, or in the wow, case of right, Uphonia, right, for instance, right. there's like fourteen of us on that tour. Yeah. But we're going to these cities and we have some free time. It's like, why don't we also k- start building something and take advantage of the fact that Love we're it. here? Love
0: it, man. That's so. And so I don't
1: know. I guess they call it. Is that in the works? Yeah, I mean, we've Sweet. we've been we're, we're writing up uh, some scripts and things, There's some treatments <laughs> in terms of how we can take advantage of the fact that we are a touring entity that has. Access to, yeah, you know, different locations and stu- And sometimes mm. you just let the inspiration hit you. Like, for instance, seeing this. Yeah. Well, I don't know where we are. I guess we're just in the mezzanine of this hotel. Yeah, we're overlooking
0: City Hall of Dram. Yeah, they here.
1: probably wouldn't have known that this view is like actually oh, yeah. accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, you could take we could set something up here even if it was just a couple puppets having a conversation here we go here Here we go that's all we are is just
0: a couple of puppets having a conversation right here um man so your your newest record music to draw to like i think you put out a disclaimer at one point i read like hey kids like this is pretty subtle yeah brace yourselves brace yourself which the is subtlety. so beautiful yeah. but, but I mean you, you almost did have to set it up but it's so beautifully yeah. like in that space right
1: yeah I mean again it's easy for me to connect the dots in terms of my reality is I live in a city that's mm-hmm. minus 25 degrees yeah there you go uh, five months of the year and so although I've heard otherwise a lot of people from LA and California the others have, have reached mm-hmm. out and said that 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 record has really resonated with them. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're touching on something.
0: Oh, you feel the cold made that right? Is that is that is?
1: But like I, <laughs> well, for me, it's 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 an it's a, in there a natural like mammal instinct to uh, hibernate in mm-hmm. the winter, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so everything slows down. I think just the whole pulse of the city slows mm-hmm. down the sound, everyone either leaves or they're locked in their houses most of the time. You don't see anybody outside on the streets. It's just freezing, yeah. you know, so, um, so, music to draw to was an event that we started doing because we had this theory that uh, at least among, uh, you know, the artists and the writers and the, you know, screenwriters and, dance choreographers or you know the creative set that they were all working we just never saw them for five months because it's so cold and there's five foot snow banks and etc so we started doing this night called music to draw to saying okay well maybe if we do you know because i i remember having to ink a bunch of graphic novel stuff that was going to take years to do and then (laughs) just seeing this long winter ahead of just (laughs) solitary self-imposed sort of art prison so I said well it'd be cool to just see some of them or if, again you know right just bringing just the social element like a, in yeah a community we tried doing mm. these nights music to draw to and I said okay well here's the deal we're gonna do Monday nights
0: oh, great. it's gonna
1: be five dollars just cause we need to cover the rental of the room I'm gonna play you know, five hours of music that I liked, I like yeah. to work to. Yeah. Not a performance, nothing, you know, no stage. I'm just seated there on the floor with, you know, everyone else has their tables and lap desks or whatever they're working on, uh, you know, yeah. there. Yeah. And, and we'll just try it and see what happens. And and we'd rented this theater called uh, uh, on, on St. Catherine Street called Theatre St. Catherine. Oh, yeah and uh i'd been there for some comedy shows and i just thought it was a nice kind of intimate space and we went there and it probably seats about 150 people maybe yeah. in the balcony yeah and uh so the first night 200 people showed up <sighs> I I was going, what's going on, you know? I didn't (laughs) think there were that many people also starved to just be... Yeah,
0: introverting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was the most anti-social social social
1: event we could come up with. Interesting. um, So the first week, it was around 200 people. By the third week, there was 600 people trying to get into this event on a Monday night. Man. Um, And then I realized, I was like, okay... There's something happening here in terms of, you know, what people really enjoyed about the night, and what I'm most happy with um, was the feedback uh, from people saying, "Hey, you know, I've I finished uh, three entire sketchbooks tonight. I haven't done that since high school. Oh, so they were actually able to get into this." Groove like this actual zone yeah. of, of creativity and just like draw or write or whatever. And there are people coding video games, there's oh, people yeah. knitting, there's people. Oh man,
0: you're, you're there just are even
1: science people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. science is that a word? Yeah, that, that were you know, this one person was building this sort of 3D model on on his laptop, and I said, What well, are you doing? Some CG animation or something? Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm I'm uh a biochemist and building some proteins right now I'm like what and he's like yeah yeah I just you know I like your music I heard of this oh, and I thought I, so he's in there like fully brain waving on, on, on like science and I thought that was amazing isn't it yeah because in the room it's a palpable energy the music isn't loud like yeah, specifically yeah. keep it at a at a volume where I feel like there's okay. enough uh, space for you to just get in your own zone and the music that I play again a lot of music that i've tested myself on Mm -hmm. repeat Mm -hmm. to just stay in a zone when i'm trying to finish a panel or work on an animation or something and so i would just do these really long quiet time sets Mm -hmm. and it worked like i i feel like that's when it became really clear to me like i guess i'd always been doing it for myself it's like oh it's time to draw today then i'll find that one record that i'll put on repeat and just
0: Okay. Okay. Finish.
1: I mean I have 13 pages I have to finish today or you know and it, and literally it just might be one album cycling for for whatever 10 hours or something. Uh, I love and how so, the
0: project you're you're enabling creativity through that social getting together, you know. That's such exactly. an interesting thing, you know.
1: Well, I just realized that the, uh, there is this other use of music that yeah. can affect you yeah. and inspire you in a different way, not just in an, a sort of like okay, work is done, Yeah, let's go yeah. let off some steam and rage kind of music, yeah. which I also like to make like sure you do, a right? slew or something <laughs> like that. But that's <laughs> yeah, more of a right, summertime right, thing. And right. in the wintertime thing, <laughs> it's literally that, just yeah. like the opposite. I mean, the, the, the BPMs, the stuff I want yeah, to work on yeah. in the winter, it just seems wow. unnatural to try to make dance music or rock music in the middle of January in Montreal it's wow You like, tried it yeah right like, you're, right you're like man <laughs> I've just been shoveling my car out of the snow for four hours you know now it's, it's, <laughs> it's such just, like a like so it's it's for me I'm yeah. always playing like it's a reaction to that it's oh not I. Like, People are just like, I I where you coming with all this be Like, no, this is the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you it's just no kind different. of roll with it. Yeah, you know, oh, that's
0: that's really beautiful, man. I do. You find uh, I guess creativity does certainly have. It's not not only its seven-year cycles, but it's seasonal. Oh yeah, That's for, really interesting to that's me. That's what
1: I really... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I understood, and I was just kind of wow. stating with Music to Draw To, which actually I, um, is a series that I've signed to do, so that there's going to be, you know... Oh, Satellite. Okay, so you're going to do satellite's other... Satellite's the first one. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and the second one's already on its way, but I'm not working on it right now, because look at the weather. So I started... <laughs> I started, the bed track's already done, and then now I'm kind of like speaking to a couple of vocalists about featuring on it and wow. you know so when once the winter hits again I'll, I'll go back into that zone and work on it and and really hmm. you know I don't know I don't think I deserve any kind of points for that it's 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 a bit method no, you acting do. in terms of a way but in ter- yeah. it, for oh, me it's, it's almost like method studio work it's like okay well we're in the winter here we're just going to stay in the winter
0: no, you. you not I'll tell Pretend
1: you. like I'm making music yeah. for a summer musical festival in the winter. So that track, that new track. That's that not a Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I literally yeah. made two weeks ago. Laptop. Because I knew that we were going to be playing yeah. um, this summer. You know, with Vaudeville. we're going to be playing these kind of party um, environment, and so that's, yeah. that's what it. But it's music therapy, it
0: teeters on music therapy in a way, if you think about it, but wow. in, in a very interesting... I haven't interesting thought of that. N- me neither until now, but in a very interesting, like, more of a social aspect, but you managed to make it cool, because <laughs> it, it ain't no <laughs> Shoppers Drug Mart, imagine, I'll, I'll, I'll only criticize you when I see you in a Shoppers Drug Mart, <laughs> Kid Koala's new release, <laughs> Music to Fart <laughs> to, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, man, I mean, that's really, that's really beautiful, um... Are you involved in things like the puppet design? Like, it seems like you get you get your hands dirty on all levels.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: those laptops, for example, did, were you in the mix yeah, there?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those were those, – my my wife made those for me. Oh, yeah? She's a, she's a set designer. Okay. She worked on films like The Little Prince. I saw that. Wow. That's amazing. And, and uh, she does a stop-motion sets for that. So she, she usually works in miniature. Wow. But what I like about um, – what I like about being able to to work with your friends and your family, is yeah. they kind of get you on a core level anyway. Yeah, and so so it came to that the idea was okay. Let's here's this track laptop, and like, how are we gonna? <laughs> what do you want to see on stage? And I was like, oh, I want to see these giant human-sized dancing laptops on do. stage. Yeah. And then, Gosh. so, it it just, it starts that way, you know. And, and it changed, like, I think sometimes um, in, the, in the film world at least, like, everything's, like, on the front end, all the pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, down to the second where everything and every shot needs to happen and et cetera. But when we're dealing with live shows, we just kind of keep it really a little more fluid. Like we might have a goalpost we're trying to hit. Um, but then, you know, as we start doing the show and we and watching, you know, the, the, the tape from it or something, mm-hmm. and realizing how, how do we make it better? How do we tweak it? How do we, um, augment certain sections of the song visually? And that. So it's, it's open that by no means that was literally the first time we've ever even tried that on uh, that track on stage, and, and so the choreography isn't even totally set yet, and it was think, beautiful. oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. it, it was but, just so uh, much
0: fun seeing that raw kind of vibe to it, yeah, yeah, like, and admitting it you there's know? some like, stuff nice. that is
1: really dialed that we've been doing for decades, yeah, sure. and then there's always like I always, even when I 'm just DJing by myself, like to yeah. throw something in the mix that I 'm trying for the very first time that's set because otherwise I 'm not going to learn anything right and but for instance, like the ants during skanky Panky. Originally it was uh it was a uh, we wanted them to be gophers and we wanted the 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 turntable s- set up you know I was telling Corinne, I was like I can it'd be cool if it was like I was like a mole uh, DJing on this mole hill yeah. and then these gophers would pop up with with brass oh, yeah. instruments and you know so that was very um, what an image yeah and she's like, okay, and and so she started. Well, at that time, she was still working on the laptop. So I was like, okay, well, I'll start working on these these gopher puppets or whatever. <laughs> and then as I as I started getting into it, I was like, oh, they're um, gophers that they don't act. You know, their shape isn't that clear. Or something. It's not. It's not actually okay. That, that interesting i was i was thinking you know like a caddy shack one but the yeah. size that i wouldn't be able to do cause like they still need to get the height on the stage and stuff okay and so then i was like okay how about like bunnies you know with long ears yeah. okay because then they'll get a little uh, uh, yeah more height and um and then so it started going that way we we're just building the skeletal part and then at one point i realized mean, i was like, it's like now these look like ants, and then wow. so I just embraced that. It's like yeah. while we we're working on it, it turned into ants. <laughs> one one act that we, well, because the set got cut short, we weren't able to do, for instance, um, uh, during Moon Rivers and a oh, yeah. routine and doing. Um, so there's now these penguins that oh, choreographed yes. doing this sort of Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers sequence, and. That started as, oh, actually my original idea was let's have two popcorn kernels on stage doing this Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Dancer in Moon River. Yeah. And we started to build the popcorn kernels. And again, it was the same thing where we were looking at it at our, at our workshop you know, from about 40 feet away and not, it wasn't clear enough what it was Yeah, and we, we were kind of tweaking I mean, how do you make it? Popcorn kernels are actually, yeah. from a sculptural perspective, very hard to do. But not only that, it was just it didn't take advantage of the um, puppeteer's arm movements and stuff, and we were losing sort of some comedy potential there mm-hmm. from that. And mm-hmm. so we had to simplify the, the design, and we just ended up going with penguins. And now they're it's like super hilarious what they've come up with yeah yeah and so that but that's what i mean just within and we've just been working on this stuff the past three weeks i guess yeah but even like so the initial idea you have your goalposts, and by the time it hits the stage it's just whatever will work the best for the stage and or for the show and oddly enough even though it's not popcorn and it's not gophers right right right, right. they're ants and they're penguins they still seem to make sense there's still a through line there. And if you ask me, like I said, I'll be able to connect the dots for you. The concept is there, right? It's... it's it's Yeah. 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 And so even the molehill, which didn't end up <laughs> looking like a molehill, my daughter... Well, the edema. My daughter's... I, she, you know, it just looked like this green thing. Like, we're trying to mask all the cabling from the turntables, which we were. Yeah. But yeah. then on top of that, I just wanted it to have a little more of a... You know, like, so you're looking at the stage going, WTF. You know what right, I mean? Right. I, I definitely and, was. And so... So, you know, I was actually on the baby driver tour already, and they were sending me these sh- photos of the DJ setup. And mm-hmm. it's like, it still looks like we just put a green drape on it. It's like, it needs more personality. And mm-hmm. I said, tell Maple to like put some eyes or something on there. And, and wow. so she she spent like testing out different eyes, and they sent me this text. That's and so great, I saw it. I was like, it's, it's perfect. It's just hilarious. That's
0: so great that uh, that they're in the mix and 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 getting their hands dirty with this stuff too. Oh, to it's me really that's the dream. See. Yeah. You know, just
1: yeah. to work with your friends and work with your family. Yeah, and, right on. And, and goof off and have fun and 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 build something together. You've you know. built a real
0: I see that in all in all that you do the the family, the sense of community around everything every project, right? And yeah, even I mean, though you are an inward sometimes creator with whether it be you so strong at a, you know, at, uh, at a turntable or penning, yeah. penning something yourself, I'm, then it explodes, right?
1: It's more. I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy the idea of it's like, a, can we get, can I stir up a situation where we can catalyze, nice, uh, some fun to happen, you know? And now m- more and more, um, you know, with newphonia. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, Tyson and and Kyla, um, I've I've met Tyson through Newphonia. He's one of our puppeteers on Newphonia. Okay. So We were talking about. Oh man. Newphonia is I don't know if you know about that show, sure, but sure. so it's done on a much smaller scale, yeah. where all the sets are two feet uh, lo- uh, wide and shot on a camera, cinem- cinematically. So it's a little more like doing a live stop motion. Right. Type of live graphic novel performance. But while, y- you know, again, so the, the tone of that one is a little more focused and kind of quieter in tone. And then, and then, vaudeville, by contrast, is always supposed to be like this exuberant, <laughs> um, maximalist kind of. <laughs> uh, Meet the Feebles. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and again, it's just for me. It's the it's it is the concept. It, we developed vaudeville for twelve bit blues originally. Oh yeah, and the I but now the show itself has come into its own and mm-hmm. it, and, and it can survive. Like yesterday, I actually played music from you went way back, right? Yeah, yeah. every yeah. era, including brand new stuff, um, but. But originally, why why Vaudeville and why the dancers? Like I met that dance crew in New York, Adira Amram,
0: and, hmm. and uh,
1: wow, yeah, they were great, and the experience And and I, I said we got a tour together. They came on tour with us, and they opened for us on the SLU tour. And that whole time on the tour bus, we were talking, talking about okay, my next tour is mm-hmm. for Twelve Bit Blues. Uh, most of the songs uh, on which that album are too slow to if you watch me like slowly loop those tracks together and then add you know all the layers and the vocals and this and scratch the solos in it would just be pretty dull and so I I wanted Hmm. it to be something you know we need a spectacle the other option was to just up tempo all the tracks and just make like house versions of all the tracks and I didn't want to do that I wanted to that they're like 6, 8, yeah. 70 BPM tracks or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we can we can pull this off if in the show it's balanced with the visual. So we decided to go with Vaudeville in terms of let's make every song its own act with different mm-hmm. costume changes and different, you know, etc. like they, they would in a Vaudeville show. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the dynamics... Even if we're playing all of 12 Blues front to back, the dynamics of the visuals would still keep that show like intact and have an have an arc and be entertaining, you know, throughout. And so hmm. that's how it started. And then, but yeah, once you meet such talented dancers and 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 performers and. You know, they they bring in all their experience with doing shows, and and then you know you, you mix it up, the ideas mix up together. Like, I mean, we were in the we were in the dressing room last night. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for the rain to waiting or, for uh, the rain to pass, yeah, yeah. and just sort of like going through some of the laptop choreography, and they were just trying stuff They're literally. Um, you know, and we were laughing our butts off down there, just yeah. going what. Yeah, do that. That's hilarious, you know. Or, or for instance, I, we were supposed to have a couple rehearsals uh-huh. in Montreal, but then this Baby Driver tour happened the kind of yeah, last wow. minute. So okay. I had to not be there. So we literally all flew into Toronto yesterday. And and I'd given them the track and I took pictures of the laptops mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the the and records. How it would function yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah. Said, so I don't know go find some pizza oh, boxes right. and practice with that while you're in New York and uh <laughs> y- you know and then I have I found these things which I turned into records and yeah and and I said they're it's. It's. They're about this big. They weigh less than a pound or whatever. And so they. They kind of. You know. They, they actually didn't get their hands on the actual props and puppets okay. until yesterday. Yeah. 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 But so. Um, but we were all yeah backstage just. Just having a great time. And on
0: that, stage yeah. though, I saw you guys all laughing at <laughs> yeah. yourselves in a way like it was just beautiful. You know yeah. like. You know what I really Keep like? Keep it stupid. I, well, like, I caught, <laughs> I, I caught such a great DIY. When you mentioned pizza boxes, I was just telling my wife yesterday, kind of just, just talking about you as an artist, going, he's cardboard. Like, I, I, we went to New York to see Shockheaded Peter, and we're blown away by the idea of, like, it was a, it was a huge production, yeah. man. I'm still trying to digest what I saw. Yeah. But it looked as though it was made out of pizza boxes. It looked right. as though it was, like, it was like cardboard and DIY. But it, you know, it wasn't. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. like way over the top. Yeah, yeah. And that was that's really beautiful in terms of the spirit of DIY and, yeah. and pulling it off and just getting your hands dirty and going on there and trying new things. Right?
1: Absolutely. And I like I like the DIY aspect of it. Um, in fact, sometimes when we make stuff that looks too too slick. Do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll go back and ruin it <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just, just put a little more wonk in there. Um, I'd heard the Mighty Boosh had done that also. Which oh, yeah. I was pretty excited about that anecdote. uh uh-huh. don't who's telling me. Maybe it was on one of their making of DVDs where they'd showed up on set and the BBC uh, props department or... Costume department. I created everything and made it look really awesome, and yeah, seamless, and and they they actually said no, no no it's not funny anymore whatever and they went back and redid nice. it, it with duct tape and balloons or something. I don't I don't even remember <laughs> but it was uh, yeah one of those things where knowing where that line is I think yeah. is yeah. sometimes the the fun part. Well,
0: it's kind of what you're saying with not wanting to take it too seriously, but taking it super seriously, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I again. There's there's other ways to do it. I'm sure my manager would say, you know, if you just had filmed all this stuff and you didn't have to bring all these people on the road yep. you know <laughs> maybe these tours <laughs> yeah you'd come back with a little <laughs> more to work with but right for me no i mean in amen this, in this lifetime i'm like amen. Oh man we just we just need to be up there it's the human energy that's what i'm saying it's like we don't even need the props or any of that stuff is it yeah you just put nicely six put. humans on stage and they're giving it they're just fully like, whether it be a chef and, or a puppeteer, it doesn't right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That and and it'll it'll it's that's it. You're celebrating that time on stage or that 22 minutes you're gonna spend with an audience yeah, or the whatever it is. man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the the for me, I think everything from. the the puppets and the props to Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. yes it's because I grew up watching Muppet Show and 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 love comics and drawing and all that stuff and creating little characters and things but I think underneath it all it's just still that energy it's like if I can make people smile I can connect or disarm them in a way
0: yeah
1: you know I think I realized that that koala Mm -hmm. suit is because of the Ogaba too right Right and since then, well, I lost. There's another story. I lost a bet, and I had to wear it for a hundred concerts after that. Yeah. But what I realized is, like, <laughs> <laughs> once that was, it's like some people were like, "Nah," and but even then, they were kind of like, "But this is kind of funny, or yeah. this is silly enough that something unhinges." Yeah, they kind of, you know, just a, you get into that world. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, you, they're like, okay. I can roll because I'm not as don't look as ridiculous as that dude on stage or something. And sometimes, yeah, you have to just go up there and and just you know c- kind of let the silliness sail f- f- like fly so that people can get on the boat for that adventure for that yeah. show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's other ways to do it, too. I mean, you can get any, you know, with new phony. I'm not wearing a koalice. No. It's like a pretty, it could be a pretty serious tone of a show if you just walk into a soft theater theater and there's all this, like, right. strange gear on stage. But that's. But the we'll thing. start the show with a bingo game, <laughs> which I think because we want to, again, it's just, just get people in that zone of, look, we're here to have a good time. Uh-huh. There's a lot of work, like sometimes years of work, um, going into this show. Mm-hmm. But don't think about any of that right now. Just you know, enjoy yourself. It's gonna it's gonna go pretty quick once we get the the gas going here. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that that's all. Yeah,
0: man. I you know you can work with it seems like anyone because of your the 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 breadth in what you can bring. You can read music. Is is that important to you? Like the you're you're collaborating with the Preservation Hall of Jazz Band.
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, wh- actually, honestly, for Pres Hall, they don't. Yeah, it's not not like they not have charts. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. If anything, it's just you just have to know the chord changes of you know. They'll say something like, "How does that work?" Okay, we're gonna play, "When You're Smiling" in B flat three four, and then you're on. <laughs> you wow, know what wow, I mean? Wow. So, what a dream, eh? It is a dream, but again, I I, I you know I kind of grew up. In, the, in my house, my father listened to all the, you know, standards and those, all those classic jazz songs. So they're kind of part of my DNA anyway. So I kind of right. just know it. You know, you can call a song like that, and then, you then then it's just going. It's it's almost like you're surfing simultaneously with all these other musicians and trying to stay out of each other's way, and like you know. But from Okay, them like, oh, the like clarinet is bent to the third, and then you landed on the third at the same moment. Well, uh-huh. one of you has to move, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. you go up to the fifth, or whatever, and, and it's just this constant dialogue. It's really, really exciting music to perform. Probably the most. Wow. W- way more than DJing over records that you know front and back. Yeah. Um, although, you know what's exciting about. about DJing, I guess it's just, it's just the type of energy that comes out of the speakers is, is different than say uh, a trad jazz troupe playing yeah, together. Yeah. You know? But equally, I mean for me, same level of adrenaline. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. but I've learned more from playing like just one session with Prez Hall than I have DJing by myself for 10 whoa,
0: years. Whoa, there it is. But from them yeah. to like Mike Patton. Right, like that. I find it's just like, (laughs) okay, there's a musical diet that I can get into. You know,
1: (laughs) (sighs) Mike's crazy, amazing performer. Also, he's just so like just owns whatever uh, character he's trying to be. uh, Yeah, in 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 the music, you know. Yeah, he's like this kind of method singer. I like that term. I Junior really do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, listen, man, I, I, I just wish you another hundred
1: years of this kind of oozing <laughs> of creativity. But, but just, in all seriousness, just you... Just playing around. But, you know, that's that was sure. the goal. That was the goal to just...
0: Well, Krista Muir said when, when she first started working with you, she goes, Yeah, I, I got a call from Eric three years before the tour. Yeah. And went on living my life. And then he called me three months before the tour. And she had realized that you kind of map out like a three-year path. Oh, yeah. Is that still happening? At minimum.
1: At minimum. I think most of the projects I'm on working on now they're on a seven year arc of completion it seems holy Cause shit. some of them are more elaborate than others but
0: i'd love to crack open your laptop just for
1: <laughs> you know 15 minute <laughs> glimpse it, it would be really an come, amazing tour it really comes down to <laughs> what gets put on the front burner what's on you know? okay. sometimes it's seasonal sometimes it has to do with um what we're booking nowadays with nephonia we're and and stuff we're touring more Types of venues that, that that opera houses and things okay. like that that book literally two years in advance. So sometimes we'll know, you know, oh, okay, March twenty nineteen, we're actually booked for that. Sh-, you know, so it's really that's totally separate from it's like a theater circuit, eh? Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally yeah. separate from like the um, music. Mm-hmm. world where it's kind of like, oh, you put out an album and then, you know, six months out you try to get holds on certain venues and then you do, yeah. you know, like I said, some of these venues are like, we've wanted this show mm-hmm. and it'll take maybe three years before our schedules will line up before we can get there. Yeah. But they bo- or, or it's like, oh, no, no, we're booking you for 2019. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and and then so all of a sudden, like, that's that's what I mean. so when we're seeing that now in the calendar where, hey, we're going to be in all these places in the next Year and a half. Uh, How okay. can we take that experience and actually use it and make something new, rather than just come home oh, and said, "Oh, we did that show yeah. there." You're maximizing You're like, the mileage, Jay, eh? because that's a lot to go to all these cities, right? And yeah, I mean, yeah, I love it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That 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 newphonia I, I don't need much encouragement for it's that. It's a beautiful show. The whole crew. Everybody was like, is always down to go anywhere Mm -hmm. that that wants to present it you know um but that's it now that we're now that you know it has become a bit of a family there you know nice i'm kind of keeping an eye on well the show a has never been the same twice like and Mm -hmm. you know we keep adding to it we've just added A fifth and sixth camera to the show making it a more challenging show for us to do Um, and so certain things are added and every city that we go to will localize it and adjust the sets and create new set pieces and stuff for it but but even that said we're kind of like oh but we still have sometimes three days where we're just sort of wandering around, you know even after the sightseeing and all that yeah, is yeah, done yeah, I yeah. like okay well, let's make I a guess movie. we'll just yeah. like hang out in our own <laughs> hotel rooms or so. and so and that's what yeah I mean that's that's what's fun about that crew is that they're, they're all great artists and creatives and in their own right so if we can mm. organize it in a way where wow. we can be making something brand new also That, like I said, has nothing to do with what we're there for. It's smart, yeah. Except that we're there, you know. Um, Yeah. So.
0: Well, thanks for opening up.
1: Thank you. Thanks for doing the podcast. Cheers. All right. Oh man, what
0: a treat that was! Thank you, Eric, for agreeing to be on the podcast industry tactics tweet us everybody let us know what you're thinking at industry tactics go to kid check out his new record music to draw to uh and that show that we were talking about vinyl vaudeville which is touring right now go check out his work it's amazing it'll be inspiring uh as i hope you found this talk and get on that kid koala seven-year planning cycle for all you creatives out there hope you learned a lot and we have a lot of exciting guests coming up, so please subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes and all other platforms. And we'll see you again real soon on Industry Tactics. And we're gonna go out listening to some Kid Koala from his 12-bit blues record. This is 4-bit blues. Enjoy everybody. Goodbye. I did